Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hey friends, we're so thankful for each of you following Jesus with us in the ways that you are serving the Lord in the church or on the mission field, in the workplace, in your home, in your relationships, uh, pastoring, and many different roles. Thank you for what you do to carry the name of Jesus where you go, and these have been tough times to do that in recent weeks, and so we're going to help you with that. We're going to be talking about calming emotions and trauma. Thanks so much for joining us, and well, this is a hard time and, and maybe even kind of a heavy subject in a way. We have some some light and some good news to share also up front here, and that's that we have some Soul Shepherding Institute retreats coming up, and we just would love to issue you an invitation to join us. And we've got a new cohort we're going to be starting for the first time in Atlanta area of Georgia. So check that out. That's going to be this fall in October. And then we've got some local retreats here in California coming up, uh, two in July, one in August, and one in October. So you can find more information and specific information on the dates on soulshepherding.org, the Institute. And we'll make it safe for you, or you can even zoom in. I'm so thankful that things are beginning to open up in our society. And uh, and yet we had a really rough uh, last week or so since the uh, police murder with George Floyd. Uh, so troubling. I mean, if you just think about it, friends, we've just had wave after wave of trauma. We had COVID-19 and quarantine, and we've been having such divisive politics, and then the racist killings, and then the George Floyd situation, which was followed by a couple of others, and, you know, the violent riots. And so it just feels like these waves just keep knocking us down, and um, and then we, we try to get up, and then we get knocked down again. And, and what we want to help you with is the emotions that you're having and that we're all having, but what happens is we we repress this into our bodies without realizing it. And that's why we're tired. That's why we're cranky. That's why we're getting angry. And that exacerbates conflict in our relationships. And, and we might be having opinionated discussions or, or making uh, posts and, and all, all that, but not really paying attention to the underlying emotions that relate to the, the trauma, the, the, the fear and the, the grief that's underneath all of that and the, the aloneness. And so we need help articulating the things that we're feeling and learning how to bring that into our relationships and uh, especially to Jesus. That's so important, Bill, what you're saying here is that we are each having our own kind of trauma responses to what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what has happened here. Um, some of us, it's bringing up abuse, our own abuse, our own traumas that we suffered. This is a trigger for some of us, it's traumatizing just watching it, watching the video of what was done and what happened. And that's a trauma for us. Uh, it's traumatic listening to and reading, you know, some of, some of the, the depth of the pain here that's being expressed. And it's trauma seeing the looting that's being done. And, you know, so there's, there's different things that can be triggering traumas for us that we might not be conscious of. And of course, out of love, we want to enter into the pain of our 
uh, African American brothers and sisters and others, and uh, out of love, we, we we will take on some trauma there. That's what empathy does, mm-hmm. and that's called vicarious trauma. Is when you experience someone else's trauma and, and it gets in you, and so you know I felt that watching the George Floyd video. You know, it's nine minutes of evil, and it's horrible to see what he he experienced. But but to do that out of empathy f- for uh, him, his family. Uh, praying for them and thinking of uh, African-American brothers and sisters that I know and love. And and that could have been them or, uh, and, and then additionally to go through that with Jesus and to see Jesus there, to see Jesus cradling George in his arms and to, to know the love of Christ for, for each, each one of us. And so there's, there's a ministry in that. It's when we, when we do that in, in, in prayer for someone or in listening and empathy, it's, it's really a, a very secret ministry. But it's, it, that's really the important place to be as it relates to what's happened. I think that in our world today with our smartphones and everything, it, we, we were so quick to just think it kind of all boils down to or the, the next social media post or something like that. And God, God can use that. But what's most important is that we, we connect with individual people in our circle of influence and uh, we listen. And we care, and we pray, and so you know, uh, African Americans has, has said uh, it's meant so much to them when someone is called and said, you know, how are you? How how are you? How are you feeling about this? And you know, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And you know, we've been able to have some of those conversations, and that that's that's what we can do. We we can love our neighbor, and we can pray. We can pray for people, and. We can pray for George Floyd's family and, you know, just thinking about his little girl and, you know, that's left behind and it's so sad. And we can pray for the police officers and because uh, there's there's a lot of good police officers who are doing their best to uh, keep the world safe and to, to love people and and taking a knee and and uh, doing this really as a, as a Christian service. And and they, they need our empathy and care and prayers, too. And so. You know, some we, of them are experiencing a trauma as well uh, in being at some of these looting sites and some of the abuse that, that they're taking as well is, is triggering trauma for them. And it's so messy. I mean, it's hard, you know, it's hard even for Christy and me just even to talk about this. Um, and we, we waited a while to have this conversation because we were just reeling mm-hmm. last week and it's just on top of all these other waves of trauma and, and just the responsibilities that we're carrying in our, in our family and in our ministry. And it was just like, gosh, you know, what, what do we say? And it, it's so hard because we're peacemakers and yeah. we, we care for people, you know, basically in our career, we've been therapists and we, we listen to people wherever they come from. And we love people of all races and orientations and political views and Christians and people who aren't Christians. And we are able to, to empathize and to care and to, and to do our best to support them and help them through in their life and, and ultimately lead them to Jesus, especially in this last decade, the ministry of soul shepherding, working with pastors and leaders and churches and but it is hard in such such divisive times as this where things that are said or not said get get misconstrued and there, there's just so much tension and conflict between people and, and seems to be just not enough diplomats and peacemakers so that we can unify together in, in love for one another because we're all created in the image of God and agree to disagree we're, we're needed but but to have that that respect and dignity in each other is part of what makes the body of Christ so beautiful. It's part of what I appreciate so much about our soul shepherding community. 
we, you know, you and I are thinking we know of several police officers that have been in our institute, that are in our institute, that are really godly loving people. And we know and have a relationship with several African-American ministers and pastors. Same thing, been through our institute, are in our institute, wonderful, godly people. And we come together in community and we love each other beautifully. And there yeah. isn't any of this. And we're able to see Christ and, and Jesus in each person in such a precious way. And so it's it's from that ploy place that we get this vision of God and his his presence and love in each person. And it's not about these different sides and these different divisive issues. Um and we want to we want to participate with unity and love in Christ, and how what does that mean for us each personally to do that and and working that through with the Lord, and that yeah. takes a lot of energy and it takes and we we're having to work it through in our leadership and in our ministry each of us too, yeah. and and so part of what we're wanting to do today on podcast is help you work through your own emotions, because that is going to be so important to your being able to participate. With God's love. Yeah, because trauma, by definition, is, is intense and overwhelming, and it overloads us. And we, we can't help but for that uh, emotional, visual, auditory, uh, palpable experience to get into our bodies. And we, and we don't even realize how, how much it's there, how the pain, the, 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 the image, the, the, the weight of it. And it's, it, until we start dragging around or find ourselves being irritable or, or we're losing our temper or we're getting in, in opinionated, conflictual discussions. And so having help to, to articulate this. And, you know, and it's so upsetting that, you know, many of us uh, and maybe those of us like, me who are white, maybe some of us are more prone to do this, to just kind of, you know, I don't want to deal with it. Or I, you know, I, I love all people. I'm not part of the problem. But yet this whole situation is, uh, there is some valid, much valid uh, protest and concern around racism. And for us to talk about the issues and to, as we're saying, lean into the conversations with people to listen and to learn and to take their their vantage point and to understand things that they've experienced and, and to do that with uh, a tender heart and do that with empathy. And so there, there is uh, a great opportunity in the midst of this season for, and it's, I'm so thankful that so many of our churches and pastors that we support, uh, you know, just so proud of them, the conversations that they're having and the, the uh, compassionate service that they're doing in, in their cities and beyond that uh, are seeking social justice and are seeking to um, bring all different ethnic groups and particularly African Americans into into places of community and, and influence and leadership and to, to respect each other because we're all created in God's image. And then also the prayers, the prayers that you're praying, those are significant in this and the Lord hears those and, and we need to continue to be praying because there are What's coming to light here is so much pain and so much hurt uh, that, you know, is a it, it quickens us to more prayer and to more listening and to more um, of our dependence upon the Lord and recognizing how desperate we really are for Jesus, the the, the ultimate healer and savior and lover, lover, the one through whom we get the power to to receive empathy and to give it. So, uh, Christy, what, what do you feel like it can help us with uh, calming the emotional traumas and, 
What, how can we help our listeners with this? Well, we're, the, we're in the middle of a series on emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence really relates in that question because one of the five components is this ability to manage your emotions, to be able to, to name them, to recognize what they are when you're feeling them. So even, even when you have just reacted, whether you, your reaction has been in anger, whether your reaction has been in judgment, whether your reaction has been in pride, whether your reaction has been in shutting down, it, whether your reaction has been in kind of pleasing and accommodating or trying to be heroic or, you know, I mean, we all have all these different reactions. And whatever your reaction is, to be able to, to take some time to understand that and bring that into the light of the Lord and his grace and to be honest and to confess that to yourself, to God, to others where appropriate and to receive his grace in that is really key. And that is an aspect of emotional intelligence. So often we don't really know the, the details and depths of what we feel until we hear ourselves talk out loud. And in particular, to talk out loud with someone who is curious, mm-hmm. who's trying to understand, who, who's patient, who's open-hearted to us. Yes. For me, especially, I'm a verbal processor. So talking really helps. It really helps me to talk about it. And you're very patient. You've listened to me a lot. But I've needed other people, too, to be able to talk about my emotions with this and just the incredible grief that I'm feeling. And, you know, it's another, It's we've said before, grief triggers grief. And so, you know, the grief of being assaulted, you know, with our our ability to well first of all the danger to our bodies with covid and our families and our communities and our churches and you know all the grief with all that and then the 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 hit to the economy and Mm -hmm. people losing jobs that they needed them and and ability to provide for the family all that grief and then there's all this grief now of the injustices and the history with this that goes so long and so there's huge amount of grief here with this so I had a lot of grief I needed to process and I needed to talk about it and I needed to be able to name and I needed to be able to get in touch with it. I needed to be able to, even as I was talking about that, I shared with you at one point, oh, I'm noticing some nausea I've been feeling is lifting as I'm talking to you because it was like I was feeling it all internally, but talking about it helped me to get free of it physically. And so I think we don't realize sometimes how repressing our emotions gets in our body mm-hmm. and it comes out in ways that we're not even aware of. Yeah, Paul says in Galatians 6, you know, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ, the law of love, uh, for each one needs to learn to carry their own load. And the language there is that, you know, when when a a boulder is crushing someone, trauma is a boulder that's crushing us. And so when you're under that that heavy weight, you need someone to help you with that so you're not crushed. Uh, and then you can learn to carry your own load. And the word load there is like, you know, like a knapsack because we all need to learn to be responsible for our own self and our own life. Uh, so this articulation of your experience, uh, and, and that takes more than just a couple of minutes. That's more than just identifying one emotion. That's, that's a processing of a number of different emotions, experiences, and memories. But it's different than like uh, just venting opinions or complaining. Right. I mean, that might be how we start and, and that we're all human and, and we do that. But and that actually can wake us up to what's the emotion underneath. And that's the key is getting down into 
well, what am I experiencing on the inside? What are, what are my emotions? What are my feelings? What are my, my desires? What have I lost here? What, what, what's scaring me? What, what, what am I angry about? What is this reminding me of from my past? And to be able to articulate these things. Mm-hmm. Because if, if we just kind of rush, some of us are more uh, quiet or contemplative and others of us are more activist and we, we, need, we need both. And we mm-hmm. need, ideally all of us integrate both sides of that. But sometimes we, we can sort of rush out into, especially in, in the social media world, and, and make a post with, with an opinion about whatever the, our, our way of expressing social justice is. And, and it's good and it's needed. But if we do that without doing this uh, self-reflection and emotional work first, sometimes it doesn't come out right. And we get too much on a, on a high horse about something or we, we say things in ways that are insulting to other people. And, you know, I mean, two wrongs don't make a right. And so to, we're having a lot of fights on social media and even within family because we're, we're, a lot of it's coming down to what we're talking about, that we're not s- slowing things down to say, okay, wait a minute, what, how is this affecting me and, and what am I feeling? And, and talking that through and praying that through and so that we get recentered and, and regrounded so that we can begin to, to uh, get back into a position of taking responsibility for our own life and having peace and joy in the Lord and, and having a renewed capacity to be loving to other people, even people who are difficult because, you know, Jesus says, love your enemies. He yeah. says, bless those that uh, curse you. Pray for those that persecute you. And, and just give to the one that asks of you. And the only way you can live that kind of a, such a g- radically generous life, uh, even when you've been mistreated, is if you're living in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light and love. You know, you helped me to do that. You you asked me what's helping me in managing my emotions. And one of the things was one morning I was in bed and I woke up to you singing Psalm 27 in the shower. And it was such a gift to me because it was like, oh, yes, thank you, Lord. You are my light and my salvation. You know, and that the language in that psalm is so helpful with emotions because it talks about emotions, but also about the gift that God is to us in difficult desolation, traumatic circumstances. And then the other thing I love about that psalm is the one thing, the focus on on the most important thing, the preciousness of Jesus. And so, you know, that ministered to me as well and helped me because it it, it gives an, art- an articulation of our experience of, of truth. And the other thing that helped me was I was reading in Acts and it just happened that the portion that I was reading in Scripture and Acts was about this right and that right and this right that Paul was, you know, enduring yeah, in so Jerusalem and everywhere he went, there were like these riots and he's getting beat up and thrown out. And, you know, and it was, it was like, this isn't foreign to you, Jesus. This isn't foreign to your people. This isn't, you know, and it, once again, it was just another example of being in God's kingdom and what it's like to be in t- tough times with him. Yeah, there's so much persecution in Acts and racism because the mm-hmm. the Jewish yes. establishment was very uh, bigoted and racist uh, around the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul was uh, bringing the gospel to the Gentiles. Right. And He's, so yeah. he, he, he was getting beat up over that and mm-hmm. they attempted to kill him over that. Just a lot, a lot of abuse there. Yeah, and, and David was in that kind of a world when he wrote Psalm 27. Uh, he was being uh, uh, hunted to be uh, killed like an evil person and experienced many injustices. And, and yet, uh, in the midst of all that fear, he's finding safety in the spiritual reality of God's kingdom. 
and he's praising God and worshiping God. And he's saying, you know, one thing I ask, one thing I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And he's not in a, in a nice temple when he's praying that. He's, he's in a cave, you know, sleeping on rocks and, you know, forging for food and, and trying to stay alive. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we're doing, Bill, that's helping us is we are putting priority on caring for our soul before we do ministry. And so, you know, last week you wanted to do a podcast on this issue, and I didn't have it to give because we'd just been with your dad who's on hospice. You know, I'd been over there cutting his hair. We'd been over it with your family. There there was a trauma trigger in that for us that, that I was dealing with. Then I had a family member who was reaching out to me in need because you know, her niece had been born brain dead and they were, you know, just buried and said goodbye to their niece as a, a, you know, a baby that all their dreams and hopes for this baby and and that relationship now were, were dashed and she was grieving. And I, I had all my own emotions I was reeling from and then my own responses to the trauma of Mm -hmm. what, you know, George Floyd and then the reactions with the looting. And so I wasn't at a place where I could come to the microphone and talk about it yet. And so that's another thing that I'm doing is I'm, I had to work all my own emotions through with the Lord before I had anything to give. Well, and I did too, you know, I, I, I needed more uh, reflection and waiting and processing than I had first wanted to admit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, as all of you who are listening, um, if you've listened before, you, you know, I'm type A and I'm, let's go take the hill. And sometimes I'm too quick to do that. And so um, in, in our, Christy and I, in our marriage, we really let each other sort of, um, uh, inform and temper the other. And so when we're not in, um, agreement and a peace about something, we, we wait and we wait on the Lord and, and, uh, process it through further and seek counsel and, uh, pray and wait until we have, uh, a, a clear step forward from the Lord. And uh, that really helps us to have have those protections in place and to to not r- rush into situations. But it's been hard too because we were feeling pressure from people to speak about this right away, and I was feeling shame that I didn't feel like I could. But you know, like so many pastors that we work with, we were feeling the Zoom fatigue and the compassion fatigue and the decision fatigue of the weight of leadership and the responsibility mm-hmm. of it. And we needed to, we needed to join Jesus in caring for our souls first. Yeah. It's been wave after wave after wave. Well, friends, th- we are just so thankful for you and uh, your prayers, your encouragement, and just your, your example, the, the way that you are loving Jesus and loving the people around you in, in your role uh, in the church, in the nonprofit world, in your family, uh, in the marketplace, in many different ways that, that all of you who are listening uh, serve the Lord. And we're thankful for our friend uh, Mildred Gurner at King of Kings uh, Church in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, she said in her podcast review, um, when I listen to Soul Talks, God is moving through Bill and Christie's conversation to invite me into a deeper more honest relationship with Jesus uh, and my spouse and friends. Uh, I feel understood. I feel befriended. I feel inspired and more hopeful in the journey. She says, thank you. And so we appreciate all of you who, who connect with us. And wow, leaving those podcast reviews really helps. A number of you have done that. It's really easy to just open up your podcast app and uh, click on the search icon, search for Soul Talks. And then you scroll down all the way down to the bottom and it says, write a review. 
So please do that because that helps other people. They'll look at the podcast and they'll say, I don't know if this is worth my time. It doesn't have many reviews. Um, And we know there's a lot of you listening and they don't know that. So when you speak up and write a review, it encourages them to join our community. And we, we love that. So let's pray together. Father God, just thank you for each one who is listening now. And Lord, you know uh, what they are experiencing in their life. And uh, some of the listeners, uh, they're experiencing division uh, in their marriage or their family because people have different positions on some of these issues. And uh, it's just tearing them up inside. And uh, some people are just really uh, wrestling through the their, their own memories of experiencing racism or abuse or their, their fathers or grandparents experiencing that. And they, they just feel the, the, the pain of that and the uh, and aloneness with that. And, and other people are just feeling scared about all this happened, the financial losses and the, the, the quarantining and, and the health risks. And then, then now the, the, the riots and, uh, and these are, these are scary times. And others of us are just just confused. Other others feel guilty, like, well, I, I don't think I was a racist, and and but then waking up to, well, you know, I guess I can learn more about this and 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 be be more empathetic and more loving. And and other people are just are really frustrated and angry because they just feel like, well, Christians haven't made enough progress in racial reconciliation and social justice. And come on, let's get going. And and um, there's people who are concerned for African Americans, and we need to be. And there's people concerned for for uh, law enforcement and government uh, officials and healthcare leaders, and so many different sectors of our society that are under pressure in different ways. And these are really difficult times, Lord. And it, it just if if we could have anything in the midst of all this, if we could just have understanding of one another, respect the image of God in each other, and that together we could just sit at, at the cross of Jesus, and we're all equal there. We're all equal there under our Lord and Savior, and we all need uh, your mercy, God. We need your forgiveness, and uh, we need your your grace power to help us in our life to to love each other better and, and to serve you. And so bless each of our listeners. Thank you for them. Bless them in their relationships, Lord, uh, in their marriage, if they're married, their family, their friendships, the people that they work with, the ways that they serve you. Bless them in their churches. Bless our pastors, Lord. These are such hard times for our pastors. Wow, we just pray that we could get back to having uh, church open and together and, and worshiping you together and experience the body of Christ, being the body of Christ together, Lord. Thank you, God, for your, the sufficiency of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we've created a resource called Emotional Intelligence, Five Steps with Jesus to Better Living and Leading. And so that's an ebook that you can, you can download right now, and uh, it's going to go into more depth on these five aspects of emotional intelligence and look very closely at Jesus' life and Uh, how he shows us in different stories in the Gospels, he shows us emotional intelligence. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at soulshepherding.org.